Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio De La Mora, where I take on the challenge of helping people go through their process of restoration. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're gonna be in the process of restoration. I think we're always in the process of restoration at some point of our life, right? I mean, you never really stop growing. And as long as you're gonna grow, you're gonna go through a process and you're gonna to have to make some changes and that's gonna cause some restorative work that only the Holy Spirit can do in your life and in my life. And today, I wanna to talk about a subject that I really hope helps you. In fact, um, if you have children, it's gonna help you. If you're a leader, it's gonna help you. If you're a boss and you have employees, it's gonna help you. If you're a coach or a mentor, it's gonna help you. If uh, you're a human, it's going to help you. I wanna to talk to you about letting people down. I know oftentimes we don't hear about this, but recently I've gone through a process of restoration because I've let people down. And letting people down is not fun. It's excruciating pain. It's the death blow to the ego. It's the brokenness to the soul. It's the wound of the heart. And most importantly, it's the great letdown. Because when you let people down, you're really letting people's image of who they thought you were down which is terrible because uh, most of our life is building an image, a name, a brand, or some kind of posture that we would hope would give us respect from people, the love from people, honor from people. And when the day comes where you let those people down, well, it's tough. It happens as a parent, right? Uh, eventually your children get to the age where they tell you, mom, dad, you're not who you think you are and they call you out on something that you did, and you realize, I've let you down. If you're a parent, you know what it is to let your children down. If you're a coach, have you ever coached a team and realized that you made bad decisions? Maybe it was a play, it was a decision, you traded a player, and as a result, you let the whole team down. You lost the championship. It's terrible. Maybe you're a business owner, or you're a supervisor, and you're your responsibility is to oversee the staff. Have you ever made a bad decision and as a result, you let the company down? You lost them thousands of dollars, in some situations, millions of dollars, people that have invested in the company and you were in charge of investing that money or working with the team and you moved people on the team, you let someone go that you should have kept on the team and all of a sudden, you let people down. Have you ever been in a relationship where all of a sudden someone looked up to you, whether it's in marriage, whether it's someone that you're dating, and all of a sudden the human you comes out and you let them down? The truth is letting people down has happened since humans were created because the first humans that were ever created did that very thing. They let God down. And so I want to talk to you today about letting people down. And it really starts with you and I being honest about the pain of letting people down. I know what it is to let thousands of people down. I know what it is to let my family down. I know what it is to let God down. I know what it is to let those down who are, live, who are closest to me. And I'm not trying in this podcast to assume that I'm going to answer every question or be able to understand your particular situation. But I know this, as long as you're a human, you're going to let people down. And I wanna give you some insights 
on how to get back up when you've let people down. In fact, there's a story in the Bible. We know the case story of Adam and Eve who let God down because of their sin. But I want to fast forward to a New Testament story. It's a story where Jesus actually predicted to one of his disciples, you're going to let me down. And that disciple could not handle it. He said, absolutely not. I will never let you down. I will go to the death for you, only to realize that he let Jesus down. I'm talking about Peter. And I want to read this portion of scripture to you in the book of Luke. The Bible teaches us in the book of Luke, it says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. I want you to just think about that. Peter is having a moment with Jesus, a moment where he's really wanting to let Jesus know how committed he is to him. And all of a sudden, Jesus turns to him and says, Peter, the reality is before the end of this night, you're going to deny me three times. And this is Peter's response. Lord, I'm ready to go to prison with you, even to die with you. And Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will have denied me three times. Wow. Just think about the pain that Peter had to endure here in Luke chapter 22, that I am going to let Jesus down. And Jesus tells him in advance. He says, Peter, as great as you are, as gifted as you are, as talented as you are, as hardworking as you are, as well-intentioned as you are, you are going to let me down. And Peter's response is the classic response that I want to talk to you about. Because Peter realizes, after hearing that he's going to let Jesus down, that he would never do that. And it's a battle with his pride. It's a battle with his ego. And his response to Jesus is, I'll never do it. I will, in fact, die for you. You know what I'm learning right now in this part of my journey of restoration is that the moment you pride yourself in your commitment to Christ, you actually set yourself up for a fall in Christ. The moment Peter made that statement to Jesus, I will never, I will be committed, I will die for you. It's almost like his spiritual pride is what caused him to have a spiritual fall. Isn't that true that sometimes it's our pride that gets us broken up and messed up? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that pride comes before a fall. You know, oftentimes we don't see the danger of spiritual pride. But oftentimes it's when you feel strongest when you're most vulnerable. It's when you feel you're at the top of your game where Satan is waiting to bring you down. And why is that? Is because I think that whenever I have felt so secure, so ready to take on a challenge, so sure of myself, it's when I stop trusting God and I start trusting myself. And it's usually in that moment where I say things like this, I've got this. I can handle this. I know what to do here. This isn't going to affect me. Have you ever been in that position where you start assuming that what's in front of you can never take you down? That you've got this. You're strong enough. 
You're wise enough. You've read up on it. You've studied it. You've, you've, you have a degree about it. And so just like Peter, could it be it's our pride, our spiritual pride, that causes us to take a spiritual fall? I want to say it is. I want to say that an unbroken leader is the greatest threat to the kingdom of God. I'm going to say it this way. An unbroken person has become the greatest threat to the kingdom of God. And why is that? Because as long as we're full of ourselves, and as long as we're so secure in ourselves, we become a threat to the kingdom of God because now we're no longer an empty vessel that he wants to fill or that he can fill. We always know, and we always teach this, and this is true, that if we humble ourselves, God will exalt us. But if we exalt ourselves, God's going to humble us. You know you're in danger when all of a sudden you feel stronger than the situation you're about to face. You know you're in danger when you feel like you're able to handle this so you don't need to depend on anyone or anyone else or anyone like God because you feel like you've got this. Maybe today is a day to reflect and ask yourself, do you really have it? What temptation are you battling right now that you think you have control over? The truth is, as long as you think you're in control of the temptation that you're battling, you're really not in control anymore. Your mind has fooled you into believing that the temptation is under control when the reality is you're out of control. What temptation are you dealing with right now that is making you feel you don't need the advice of anyone because you've got this? I've got this. Maybe the very fact that you feel secure in that you've got this is the very danger that you placed yourself in and you removed yourself from people who can help you see clearly. See, the moment we isolate ourselves from people, that is a danger sign. The moment you feel like you don't need to go back to your friends to ask for their advice, go to a leader, go to a pastor, go to a coach, go to your boss, go to your parents, and all of a sudden you feel like, I don't need to go to anyone. That's when you know you're in danger to let people down. Peter felt he was secure. When Jesus said, Peter, you're going to let me down. Imagine that God was telling him, Peter, you're going to let me down. And instead of that breaking Peter's heart and saying, God, I'm sorry that you see my future, that I'm going to let you down. Instead, Peter just so boldly, so cavalier says, I'm never going to let you down. And sometimes it's that cavalier attitude that causes God to have to remove us from our high horse. That's what happened to Peter. It was his pride that caused him to stumble. He had an opportunity when Jesus said, Peter, you're going to fail me. But I've prayed for you that after your faith has failed and after you've repented and you've turned to me again, you're going to strengthen my, your brothers. Okay, hold on. Here is Jesus telling Peter, Peter, you're going to let me down, which in turn means you're going to let a lot of people down. See, oftentimes we don't think that God sees our failures before they happen. Sometimes we think that our failures are a mystery to God. 
You know, I've had to learn to battle with my failures. I've had to learn to battle with failure. And the battle that I've had to, with failure is, God, if you knew it, why didn't you prevent it? God, if you knew it, why didn't you stop it? God, if you knew it, why didn't you change the course? And this, those are oftentimes the million-dollar questions that we, we want to ask. But maybe we're asking the wrong question. Maybe the question should be is, wasn't God already warning you? Why didn't you take the warning? Maybe the question we should be asking is, why didn't we take the warning signs that God was sending us? Maybe the question we should be asking is, what was wrong with my heart? What was wrong with my thinking when God was trying to warn me and I didn't take the warning sign? I believe this, and I believe it about my life, and maybe you'll believe it about your life. There isn't a failure that has occurred in our life that God first didn't warn us about, where we took on the attitude of Peter when Peter said, Lord, I'm ready to go to prison for you. I will never deny you. Maybe that's was, that was great Peter's greatest fall, is that he actually thought he could never fall and that he had everything in control. I'm not sure where you are in your journey of restoration or where you are in your process of letting people down. But I believe this. There's no way we can get back up until we admit we have let God down. And what is it that let God down? That it was our pride that let God down. Our arrogance, our unwillingness to admit we need help. We need help from God. We need help from others. We need help from those who love us. I hope that today's podcast has helped you. I want to help you get back on that road to restoration. So right now, I want to end by praying for you and asking God to help you see what blind sides, what places in your life perhaps you've been blinded where you can see. God, today I pray for every person whose eyes have been blinded. Open their eyes. Cause their heart to turn. Cause their spirit to revive and to give them the grace to walk humbly before you and admit they need your help before they let other people down. I speak life to them now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for watching the podcast, The Road to Restoration. And remember this, whether you've fallen off the road or you're ready to get back on the road, God is going to meet you in the center of the road because He loves you. God bless you.